Oh, okay, so I know uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, oh, hello. It's Shapo. It's Shapo. Thursday, August 25th. Me, Matt, and Felix here. And uh, friends, I know we're going to talk about you know student loan forgiveness, uh, Andrew Tate, a few other things. But uh, before we get into it on today's show, I would like to pose this question to you guys. This is, this is a moral conundrum uh, sourced from Twitter, and I'd like your guys' feedback on it. So, is it ableist? to hate children or rather is the expectation that people love and adore children ableist in and of itself mm. okay why would the second thing be ableist just because ah. like um their womb wandered off no. they have not they have like non-viable semen <laughs> they just no. have uh just no swimmers <laughs> no no the uh, okay like just a little background like uh so someone posted that um not wanting to be around children not liking children is ableist because the reason the reasons people dislike children are the same reasons people is that essentially children are disabled. They're you know they they can't get into tall shelves. Um, they, they lack impulse control. They haven't fully figured out how to be human beings yet. Um, the the response to that is the expectation that people like children or not hate them is ableist because of the posters sensory um, yeah, processing sensory processing sensory processing problems. So when children are like crying, being loud, asking you annoying questions, telling you about you know. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> um, that that triggers sensory processing issues. Isn't that so, just being stupid? Like when you can't process enough of the information that's coming in. No, like, I mean, wow, it, that's literally. Wow, being, that's, I'm wow. sorry. That's like literally being stupid. Is like, no, I'm not stupid. I don't. I don't. I, I don't have an intellectual problem. It's just that when more information than I'm used to comes in. Well, I mean, I, I bring this up because it, it's just, uh, we were talking about it the other day, and it's a good example about, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what the answer to this question is. Like kids, don't like them. It's, it's all fine with me. But I, I do like it how it's like any, any claim you can make about like, policing the boundaries of what is ableist or whatever. Can, it's like Amber uh, uh, Rollo described it as Uno. You will immediately get it with the reverse card. Or it's like it's like Pokemon or UGA. Like someone's just always throwing down the next card to reverse your original claim on you. Or there's always some group that you're leaving out. Like Matt, what was the thing about um, subtitling in movies? Right. So someone says, you know, uh, the, all movies should have subtitles. That's ableist that they don't. Then someone says, yeah, uh, but what about for people who have ADHD who find subtitles distracting? There should be special glasses you wear that have subtitles in them. And then someone says, well, what if they can't wear glasses? Who don't, they, don't they have, like, Kalaloo for people like that? <laughs> Wait, who can't wear glasses, though? I mean, you, Voldemort. Well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about, like, basically just a skull sitting yeah. in a movie theater uh, who maybe needs subtitles but can't wear the subtitling glasses that um, project yeah. the subtitles to the movie in your glasses. Yeah. Because you know, they don't have a nose or ears. If the real events depicted in Macbeth happened today, the, they would just be like, oh, I have a disability. I always see blood on my hands. <laughs> Can't answer your questions. <laughs> I always see a dagger before my eyes. Is am, this strange? Yeah. Am I saying that like most disabilities are moral failings? Yes. <laughs> you, yes it doesn't mean that you did something bad in this life. It means you did something really bad in the last one. Absolutely. And I, uh, I give permission for Felix to say that. It's fine. He's correct. Yeah. And it's like okay, if sensory whatever is a disability, then I have like twenty eight. You well, know, that's just it. Uh, yeah. Like if you define it down, then it's like okay. If everybody is in one way or another disabled, then you have no meaningful category here. Yeah, I don't like I don't like being in cars that much, but I also am not that mu I don't have that much time or motivation to get my driver's license. That's a disability. 
Um, I sometimes I just don't care for breakfast. Oh, I've got to figure out got to figure out some way to get some uh, calorie and protein dense thing. Disability. Um, I have the same problem. Yeah, when I, I have the same problem. When often so, I find myself not eating until like two or three o'clock, and then oh, you better believe I'm having sensory processing problems. I'm I'm yeah. gr- I'm grumpy as hell. Dinner, but my my my, my stomach is still very ginger. I can't really eat anything substantial. Then I have to I have to take medicine. Weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have to. It's weed is medicine, and I'm um, saying that you shouldn't smoke weed is attacking my uh, my my sensory processing disorders. Here's the biggest one. When someone offers me a Keurig, I vomit because it's the most disgusting pod-delivered coffee system. When they could have offered me an espresso that uses 100% recyclable aluminum uh, pods and brings the cafe experience from the streets of Vienna to your kitchen, wherever you live. You like, like, you like the Nespresso, Felix? Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. I bought my own milk frother, too. Ooh, all right. Um, you have you frothing? Tiny, yeah. Do you have tiny cups? No, no, because I don't, I don't often use the little one. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's nice for like middle of the day, um, sort of a macchiato made by a um, medieval style village imbecile. <laughs> um, usually I just prefer the regular coffee type. Um, but, you know, we're all severely disabled by these standards. Absolutely. Yeah. So and just, the thing is, it's, people want to complain, right? People want to complain about stuff that's annoying in their life, but then they don't, they have this, uh, anxiety about that. They don't want to be a Karen. They don't want, oh, I don't want to just sound like I'm complaining. So they have to turn it into some fucking moral issue where they're oppressed. It's like sometimes you're just annoyed by things. Just deal, okay. like, yeah. deal with it one way. If you want to complain about it, fine. But my God, don't give yourself some sort of moral alibi where that's not what you're doing. No, I mean, um, I do like I do like these debates. It is exactly as uh, Amber Rallo said that it is it's like watching um, the Kid Boo saga when he would always turn into a new form. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, you know, I have I have ADHD with a modifier that makes it so that if I wear something with a zipper on it, I have to take a nap. Oh <laughs> uh, well, if someone's if someone if there is no one with a zipper in my house, okay, uh, well, I'm having a panic attack. Okay, the assumption that I should be wearing zippered shorts or pants. I'll have you know, I had my I had my dick caught in a zipper one time, and I've never worn it since then. It's only <laughs> only elasticated waistbands. I take them over. I take them over the top. I go over the top with my my, my meat and veg. Those <laughs> are never never through never through the fucking uh, the death trap that is the zipper. I think that's all happened to everyone. Want you know at least once. Yeah. Right? Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah, me too. You have so many misconceptions about how the I wouldn't even call them misconceptions. They're just like your concept of your own dick until you're like fifteen. <laughs> is like how a medieval peasant would see the sun and the moon. <laughs> you know, like you just, you just it makes it makes no it might as well be a dragon or like pulled up by Hercules. <laughs> I remember like I, I remember thinking that like um I, I jacked off before I could like you know but like before I could like shoot come. Right, of course. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I thought it was like dry firing a gun where I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought not only would I never produce cum, but I would never my dick would never grow from the time I was ten years old <laughs> into adulthood. And I remember <laughs> like having these serious thoughts that were like, okay, so I have two options here. I can either do really well in school and become a millionaire and pay them to like fix my dick, or I can kill myself. And we're just we're just going to have to see how I do in school. And that determines everything. <laughs> the next eight years are crucial. <laughs> yeah, the first time I uh, the first time I ever jacked off, I, uh, I dry fired and I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, I knew I knew it was a a powerful experience. I felt sort of yeah. like 
uh, the the Curies discovering radium. You know, yeah, I didn't, yes. quite know. It's, it's, I didn't quite know moment. how powerful what had just happened to me was, and that I didn't know that I would be dying soon thereafter. But I remember, I remember, um, you know, completing. Uh, going down, going downstairs to like go to the refrigerator. Like uh, my parents are out of the house, of course. Yeah. You know, I was terrified about that. Um, and I opened the refrigerator. And I remember it, like uh, saying to myself out loud, alone in the house, "I won't be doing that for quite some time." <laughs> One hour later, <laughs> going back for more dry fire, going back for more jacking <laughs> off. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing I never got is like um, when people when I would like. I was a precocious child, and I would read like um, no way. Yeah, I can't know. believe that. No, well, I would read like nonfiction that was you know for stupid adults <laughs> rather than smart children. <laughs> like what? Like I read what? like a lot. I read like Chuck Klosterman when I was like ten. That's amazing. I was wow. say, yeah, I was such an annoying like I was the most annoying little kid. I I told you about the religious crisis I had when I was eight, right? What was that? I was like, um, oh my god, like I was like freaked out by the problem of eternity. And I was just like searching through religions that solved it. And I was like, Christianity out. Yeah. Judaism, hard to figure out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hinduism, you get to keep starting over. That yeah. may be the one. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, that's where you're, that's Hinduism is a religion that explains why there are so many uh, disabled people. Exactly. Because yeah. of the bad stuff they yeah. did in their past lives. But I, I remember like when I would read like, um, you know, adult nonfiction and they would always talk about like the shame after jacking off. I like didn't get it. You know, because we weren't actually like brought up religious or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's silly. Like you look silly doing it. You don't want people to see you, but it's like I had my own. I had my own uh, bedroom. You know, I no one was gonna, no one was gonna discover me doing it. I don't. I don't remember feeling shame so much as just sort of like fear of having um, encountered something more powerful than I was prepared <laughs> to deal with. Yeah, and that like you know, kind of. I was just like, oh, like I, I shouldn't trifle with these forces. No, yeah, it is. It's probably the most intense thing you've ever. Felt. Oh yeah, like yeah. up until then, yeah. like, if you, like that's why they have to terrify you about it. Yeah, because they know that you could easily just decide ah, this is my whole deal now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's what and most the people thing do. is like. Yeah, you know, everybody gets that phase, but you know, you're still able to like function. You know, go to school or whatever. There's always that I think parental terror that like no, yeah. this my kid's gonna yeah, be like, the one. When, like everyone will eventually find out that like. The best feeling you've ever had, which makes literally every other pleasurable or joyous experience that you've had in your life look like dog shit, shit. Yeah. look like absolute Nothing shit worthless. that you can do by yourself for free, yeah. essentially, if you've got five minutes to spare. <laughs> it's amazing that humanity like, made it that far <laughs> yeah. after discovering wow. it. You know, like it's wow. like, how? OK, so we like realized we could do that probably pretty early on. Oh, yeah. And mm. then I was about 11. <laughs> oh, I meant like humanity. Oh, OK, yeah. Like, probably about 100 years after we stopped Well, I mean, monkeys. like, chimps jack off. Like, we knew about it before we even were homo sapiens. Yep. Okay, but that's the thing. It's like the chimps figured out they could do it, but they're like, okay, we should turn into humans. <laughs> <laughs> then, that was like yeah. the 2001 uh, alien mo yeah. monolith movement. Like, yeah. yeah, we can't just jack off forever. Yeah, that's their equivalent of being like, well, I still have to go to school, I guess. <laughs> um, and then the, you know, early, early man, they did it, and then they invented irrigation. Yep. Civilization. Yeah. Agriculture. They never had organized religion. They never had computers in their room. That was a <laughs> that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's jacking off, but like eventually you connect that, that sensation to another person. Yeah. And then that's the thing that's even better than you could than jacking off could ever be. But you have to have that as like a possibility, something that you're building socially towards. 
and not a computer in your room that allows you to just yeah. be like, nah, I'm just going to you know, do I this. Got, it's way a, easier. The first night I had my computer in the room, it was like, if I had an assistant, I would be like, clear my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> like seven hours. I'd um, never experienced anything like it. Yeah, no, like, like as an elder millennial, though, as someone who like, you know, uh, was around or started jacking off even like, you know, when like, I guess dial up internet yep. was just starting to be yeah. a thing or maybe even before that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do worry a little bit along the similar lines that we were talking about, about just how like profoundly powerful the experience of, you know, self-discovery is, so we say, um, that, that kids today will have a similar experience, but having high-speed internet essentially in their pocket at all yeah, times. It's, so I, I worry about the grooves that could have been carved in my brain at a, like an early, very, very, very crucial developmental stage. If I hadn't had to like, you know, like previous generations, like, like damn, when I was a kid, having to sort of you got to climb the ladder. It. You got to work for it. Working towards um, a stronger and stronger erotic um, yes. uh, material. You're doing a hero's journey. Yeah, yeah. I remember like with dial-up internet, like the first time I was able to like uh, download. It's about three hours to download a single JPEG image from the Playboy website of just like a topless woman. Like I, I, I busted in like three seconds. So my, uh, my, well, after the three hours of it, like rendering. So when I was like at the exact like hormonal like you know spike period, my mom had uh, cable, and we had the cable guide, uh, and I would look through it, and I would look for late night showings of you know the erotic style films. You could tell th- from the titles which ones were the good. Yeah. and I would, and this, a lot of them would like start at like three in the morning. And I called like, like liaisons yeah, on Cinemax or exactly. something. Exactly. And I would like, I can't stay up till three in the morning. So I would like sleep and then give myself a little alarm <laughs> <laughs> and then get up and watch it. And I would also use my VHS recorder to make a tape of like the scenes, a collage, a montage. Think of that. The kids today. Yeah. They're lazy. Well, they are the laziest fucks. Well, okay. So I, you know, by the time I got my own computer, we had upgraded to broadband and we'd always had like the best cable package besides like there were like three or four golf channels that we were missing, but that was it. And I don't think anyone no, really wanted those. That's the real Jack. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, you know, I, what I'm saying is like, I am, I, I, I was blessed, you know, that you look at my spending habits and you realize where they came from. Yeah. This is, you know, we, um, if you can spend more money than is necessary, do it that's our family motto that's on our crest <laughs> but um i don't think it's a coincidence that like okay i will say i believe a lot of zoomers when they say they're asexual yeah for that reason because it's like okay if by the time you're 12 you have internet that was faster than anything that existed until like 2010 and it's right in your fucking hand and you can just you can go wherever and see whatever you want yeah, you might burn yourself out by yeah. the time you're 13. Absolutely. I do. I t- tend yeah. to believe it a little bit. Again, you know why we need to regulate smartphones more than fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> more than They're heroin. Evil. They're, more than guns. Yeah. They're evil. Uh, not until you're 35. Felix, uh, you said like uh, your, your fam- that's on your family crest. What is it with the family motto of House Biederman? Uh, overspent, overstimulated, on sale now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, net, not waiting for the sale. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Whatever yeah, Latin yeah. for not waiting for the sale is. <laughs> I have to say, though, thinking about, like, I said, like, oh, these kids today compared to what I had to do. But then I think of, you know, people from before I was around, like, before there was even pornos. Dude, they you were know? jacking off the shit that was drawn on a whale's yeah. tooth. You had to wait for the statue guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, fucking God, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. 
Like, that's, why I, like, that's why I respect, you know, like the greatest generation, uh, World War II, Great Depression, Crimea River. It's the fact that they had to like, yeah, like jack off to a Sears catalog picture of a brassiere in an outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I oh mean, but then, then you could like, you know, invade France and, and get the clap. Absolutely. Yep. You know? I mean, like that was your reward. I don't think people had a better imagination back then. No, that's true. I, I think it was like, you know, like on The Simpsons when they go on like Homer's head and it's just like a cow blowing into a, like a moonshine jug <laughs> or something like that. It was like, imagine that, but it's like Betty Boop. Yeah. Like, uh, squeezing her tits together or something. Like, I don't know. Like, people, actually, that's actually pretty, that's pretty imaginative. I take it back. I was going to say, like, people made Bugs Bunny. People. Oh, you're they right. Made, they, made, uh, yeah. they made Shakespeare. Um, they made all types of stuff. I will say. <laughs> they made Shakespeare. <laughs> Okay, I think it's like yes, I, I think Edward it's, Devere, the Earl of Oxford, yeah, actually. Oh yeah, this that's what people were jerking off to you back in the day. Huge thing we care about, you know. <laughs> we really think that the fucking Viscount of Laundry on Gutford wrote Shakespeare. It's, it's very so important, important to, to everyone. But um, you know, okay, I do think it's like sports, kind of, where um, just a guy who's written on seven episodes of Criminal Minds is a better writer than Shakespeare just because it's got, like, it, it, it builds on itself. Right. But people didn't lack for, they were really coming with something from nothing. Yeah. You have to give that to yeah. them. What did Shakespeare do all day? He sat in a, you know, we've all seen the pictures of the house he grew up in. Looks like a pretty nice two-door house. Well, you know, it was just there was no new air in there for 35 yeah. years. It smelled disgusting. It smelled like absolute shit. All you the thing you looked forward to was your biannual bath. <laughs> yeah, you were just you were wearing like um, you know, similar to those petticoats that girls would wear in 2004. That's how you had to dress from summer to winter. And um what could you do besides kill yourself? You're like, okay, what if um what if there was a story? <laughs> <laughs> about a, a young man who falls in love with a child. <laughs> what if there was? What if there was a story about a Jew? And <laughs> it was mean. <laughs> Wait, what? what like which one of Shakespeare's plays is about a, a man who falls in love with a child? Romeo and Juliet. But they're both the same age. Yeah, I both thought kids. he was like twenty. No, 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 no they're, they're both, both like kids. fourteen. All right. Yeah. Well, I want my money back <laughs> for my for my education, my mom's and dad's money. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I, well someone did not i i did not get the details of that well unfortunately this is a perfect segue perfect segue you're talking about mom and dad wasting money on your education we're talking about the goddamn kids these days and how yep. lazy they are when it comes to jacking off yep. okay big story of the week biden student loan forgiveness from the new york times President Biden announced a plan on Wednesday to wipe out significant amounts of student loan debt for tens of millions of Americans, saying he would cancel 10000 in debt for those earning less than $125,000 per year and 20000 for those who had received Pell Grants for low-income families. The debt forgiveness, although less than what some Democrats had been pushing for, comes after months of deliberations in the White House over fairness and fears that it could exacerbate inflation before the midterm elections. So, gentlemen. Joe, uh, student loan forgiveness. Is this, let's go, Brandon, but sincerely, or is this another uh, sort of Inflation Reduction Act, uh, next New Deal, best president ever sort of scenario? I, it feels, I don't understand how it's any different. I'm sorry. This is just the IRA all over again. It's jacking yourself off to just feel like there's some direction, there's some narrative where there's a reason to care about this stuff, and like there is, there are patriots in control at some distant level. Because otherwise, like, this is the joke people were making months ago. Oh, he's going to uh, 10 grand. That's nothing. 
but now it's here and it might be real. And more importantly, Democrat Republicans are mad about it. They're furious and, and about epic, it. And even libs are, are getting epically owned. Well, all of a sudden it's, it's actually great. And you can see people talking themselves into this just because the alternative is what you just admit that you're not in charge of any of this and that there is no uh, drift towards justice that you can imagine. I would say this is probably the greatest means testing of all time. 10,000, 20,000, if Pell Grant, that is like you are getting the people who got the least out of their BAs, right? You know, you're getting like community college debt. You're people who are like, um, you know, 70 grand in debt, you know, go take a hike. Yeah. But this is like, um, I mean, they're going to they're going to carve Ron Klein's uh, like a fertility statue. They're going to (laughs) carve a fertility statue of Ron Klein. I will say it's very unfair. Think of those of us who's um, never had student loan debt. Yeah. And no one's excited for us. Yep. We don't have anything to be happy about. I had, I paid it off like a fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. a fucking chump. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna slightly disagree. I'm going to give a sort of uh, a tepid but sincere let's go, Brandon, to this. I, I know, I know, I know it's a, it's a stupid half measure, but it is, it is, it is, it is going to re- like relieve the yoke of debt from quite a lot of people. So I mean, it's 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 not nothing. I'm 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 some somewhat pleased with it. I'm not going to be totally uh, there, cynical there about all decent, this. There are some decent provisions in it beyond even just the top line thing uh, in, involving like the amount of repayment people can like. Uh, uh, you just have to required to give like ten percent of your or your non discretionary income or something per month, and now it's five. That's not uh, bad. Yeah, and uh, they're making it easier to uh, pay off without accruing interest if like you're too poor to make payments. So there are some stuff that's actually going to uh, help with the debt that people still have and are still going to accrue going forward, which is probably more important than, you know, a one-time Jubilee sale. I mean, I think the one-time Jubilee is like, it's not nothing. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it, that affects the people who can least afford to have it. And uh, I mean, for, for the top line people, like I was kind of stupid in the first place that people thought it was just going to, it was going to give us like 1970s style inflation because it's like, Chances are that's just that money is going into paying off other debts. I mean, I'm if just, I know anything about Americans, right? Like, and also, like, they haven't been nobody's been paying student loan debts for tw- two years exactly. already. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's baked in. I mean, yeah. make of it what you will. But there was an article in the Financial Times today um, quoting, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs on this issue, and they said it will have nil effect on inflation. No, yeah, I, I mean, the only other argument that people can come up with is. Um, the typical center right to right wing argument is it's always built on the presumption that it's still like 1963. Yeah, that's it. That's where, it. Where it's yeah. like, oh, uh, I love it. People usually try to come up with like a blue collar job. They're like, oh, what about the Bungar Sargon was doing that? Yeah, she was well, just what's like- the milkman going to say when he's paying <laughs> for a philosophy degree? I saw someone say, um, imagine being a low income person. <laughs> Which is that is just a great way to reveal one of your parents is a viscount. <laughs> if you you can't even think of a job, a low income person, you a, know, a, one a, of them, yeah, a, a plebeian individual. Uh, <laughs> um, imagine what they think. It's not fucking 1961. They made everyone go to college to get a fucking job, and it didn't yeah. work half the fucking well, time. Well, I mean, like here here's a reaction for this from the New York Times. The Republican National Committee released a statement slamming the program as Biden's bailout for the wealthy. Senator Ben Sass, Republican of Nebraska, said the plan forces blue-collar workers to subsidize white-collar graduate students instead of demanding accountability from an underperforming higher education sector that pushes so many young Americans into massive debt. The administration's unilateral plan baptizes a broken system. Baptizes? Yeah, yeah. 
Felix, you're exactly right, though. I mean, like, this is like, as long as we've been alive, it's just like everyone was told that they had to go to college. Like, that was the responsible thing to do if you wanted any, any shot at having a kind of, like, middle-class existence, whatever that means. And you were encouraged to, like, achieve that by taking on student loans. Yep. Now that everyone did that, and, like, it, it, I guess, like, it's, it's very convenient for them to pretend that, like, the, like, the people who are majoring in crying at Oberlin do not have student loans. No! <laughs> and if they do, they're like excluded from this. Yeah, and like, like if you if you went into like ninety thousand dollars of debt to like yeah get a fucking gender dance degree, I don't know. I'm putting on my best Ben Sass here and imagining a bullshit degree. You're, you're nothing. You get nothing. I know. Like, and then like you know, uh, Bungar Sargon was doing this. She was like, she was like, uh, uh, think of the people who shovel coal into the furnaces of the railroads. <laughs> you know, she's like, think of the cobblers. No, yeah. but she was like talking about like you know like uh, like like UPS drivers or like yeah. nurses or whatever. It's like I got news for you, like they all have student loan debt too. Nurses never go to college. <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. These people like you don't send an article head to guess what a working class <laughs> like what the working class composition in America is. I'm and, sorry. Uh, and I also like I mean like uh, there's that, and also I think there's a um, the sort of cadre of. Um, like, you know, the Peggy Noonans of the world, like people who have had the most elite perch in the media who have all gone to like Ivy League or very elite universities who work in the media, their conception of what people in college are like or people who graduate from college are just them and their coworkers. Yeah. Where they're like, they're like, oh, like, you know, like you're, you're, you're telling, you're telling a ditch digger that they're going to have to pay for my, um, like classics major, like being a classics major at Yale in the 1950s. Yeah. No, it, their entire conception is built on like, yeah, the composition of the country 50 years ago. Well, the thing is, there are still plenty of people who don't go to college, but the thing is, is that that doesn't mean that they're necessarily poor, you know, like there's plenty, they're, they're distributed generally. They're, they tend to be poorer, but they, they they are not like guaranteed to be poor. Uh, whereas there's plenty of struggling and poor and working class people. Yes. Who went to college. The thing is the real divide there is that the, the ones who went to college are much more likely to just be Democrats, to be democratic voters. And that makes this good politics at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? How are we analyzing this stuff? What, it, what is the, what is, are we talking about? Like we're trying to wet weigh Joe Biden's heart against a feather or whatever. Like this is a political project. And uh, these are the working class people, the middle class people who tend to vote Democrat and yeah. giving them a fucking payday three months before an election is a smart thing to do. Yeah. And OK, I got to say, Brandon got cheered at pro wrestling. You little jerks get no respect. We wipe you out like Biden did student debt. Someone yeah. show me a clip. Yeah. Brandon got you. This may look this. People may have a to fucking point A to point B better understanding of this than they did with Obungler care. Probably. It does seem like there's a much more, because everything has been Brandonized, because the Republicans have had every interest in making Brandon associated with everything happening in the world, uh, that means now that all, every policy now is associated with him like he's a fucking thunder god or something. I saw a, a poll of people uh, who about gas prices, because gas prices have now started going down after their super peaks in the early summer. And they asked people who were aware the tax that uh, they were aware that they'd noticed that their gas prices were going down, and they asked them to to uh, exp give an explanation who they thought what was responsible. The top answer, Brandon. 
You just you, so now the I did that sticker is a pro, is a <laughs> yeah, yeah. campaign ad. What the, no, what the guy, all the guys who put that up are going back with like a little razor blade <laughs> to try to scrape it off. You just you can't count out a man whose entire family has died twice. <laughs> you just can't. You can't do. What did we say? What did we say? Brandon um, Brandon has nine lives, I mean, and uh, um, he's at least got to get to that. 2024 election to get beaten and fulfill his destiny oh yeah that is that's the prophecy yeah. but um no this is golden path yeah. like matt said yeah this is this is just good politics this isn't like oh he's he's do he's doing a late in life fdr he had yeah. a stroke of consciousness it's like a the bare minimum stroke. and when you see the way that it's like trying to thread the needle and even though you're basically admitting that oh yeah you could actually get rid of all of it oh let's he has the power if he can do this he can do that yeah. Why is he stopping here? Well, uh, I mean, the, the one rejoinder that I, I see a lot from like center right or right wing accounts where they're just like the, the, the local oaf who wears a barrel with suspenders <laughs> in my neighborhood. If I just go up to him and say like, hey, you're going to give me $10,000 so I can I can I can do finger painting in grad school. They're going to look at me and go, like and then you're, he'll be knocked out by the witcher with one punch. They, they, no, but they, here's the thing, though. In every other respect, all I hear from the right and center right wing people is that nobody pays taxes. They're like, none of these people pay taxes at all. Like, they don't have skin in the game. So now all of a sudden, it's like a huge tax burden on them to relieve the debts. Well, of also, who that's to just that's them lying because yeah. there's not going to be no tax race to yeah. pay for it. It's just not an expense. They just write, they just take an eraser. All this money is fake. None of this is ever expected to be paid back. It's just, it's there to keep the fucking circulation going. You can change the denominator at any time. It is not something that has to be paid back directly with, well, we're going to have to go door to door to the working class district to say to the, hey, low income individuals, please give us X number of dollars to pay for this uh, jubilee we did. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're understandably frustrated that under Trump, they didn't have a similar type of thing that's like um, if you are if you if you're an uncle uh, who is unreasonably close to his niece's friends you get a tax break. <laughs> they never got to micro-target their own base in this way economically. You know, the, the Trump tax cuts, it was mostly it was mostly for Miriam Adelson. It was like for one person. <laughs> you know, they just, they never got it like this. I, I think there might be something to the idea, though, that this is going to accelerate that push, that trend towards non-college educated voters becoming sort of more polarized as mm-hmm. Republicans. And that means more lower income more working class and more minority Republicans who are alienated by these guys just handing out stuff well, to people who had this experience that they did not have. I don't, I, mean, I, well, I, just, I don't know about that with abortion. Like yeah. abortion completely changes fucking everything. That's true. Like, the, yeah, they really did fuck themselves with by that. By the way, uh, that's just, the most just, important thing. Uh, one check for your theory on the GOP losing normal whites is that Blake Masters has deleted all references to abortion from his campaign website and is no longer talking about how he thinks, you know, um, uh, 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 recalcitrant brood sows should be uh, <laughs> punished harshly by the state. So did abortion just stop being murder this week? That's yeah, amazing. yeah, exactly. Wow, what a discovery by fucking Look, they science did it, man. Okay? They got they got it overturned. Now we don't have to talk about it ever again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the one thing I will I will I will concede to the is like, again, bad faith, disingenuous arguments against this from people on the right and center right is when they say things like, why are we, um, you know, dispensing the loans to people who go to college, which, you know, like it is not everyone goes to college and it is a kind of like a middle class thing. Why not? just write off people's auto payments, car loans, or medical debt, to which I say, yes, faster, please, more of that. And the thing is, like, if, if Joe Brandon 
were to come and say, like, we're, we're doing a just you believe for all medical debt in this country. Do you think that they would be on board with that? Yeah. Do you think that they would uh, that they would support his efforts to do that or car payments or, or any any one number, any one of the, the dozens of ways in which like people are shackled to a lifetime of debt in this country? And we're not going to get any of that. We bear, they, this was what they would uh, our countenance doing. This is as much as they would do it. You see it. And it's like, OK, that is that's the mountaintop. At the end of the day, we are all waiting at the bottom of the ravine for Morton Joe Biden to come out and <laughs> unleash the waters yeah. and for yeah. us all to gather our little uh, cups full until he does it again and then and then just talk about that. He is in charge. We have no control. We're not getting anything. We're not getting anything out of this. It's not a. Tr- it's not some sort of transaction. We're just we're just hoping for the beneficence. Right. Fall for fall on us. No one, no, neither party is ever going to get rid of, you know, a monetary control on the middle class. Yeah. They're never going to get rid of it's the same reason also that, you know, we'll, we'll never get rid of homelessness. You need something to scare people. Yep. Keep going to work, asshole. Yep. yep. You need, you need to have uh, the carrot and the stick. And that, that means that those choke points have to be tightly controlled. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on you guys gently in the idea that this doesn't affect us. I us three, our lives, our business. Okay. Okay. Because, okay, here is another layer to the reaction uh, against the student, student debt relief that I have seen today. Boys, if you think the Mother She Wrote podcast got away with a smooth fucking lick on Uncle Stupid with it for $55,000, <laughs> you should see some of these right-wing guys and their, and their yeah. podcasts. The amount of money, the amount of PPP loans. Okay, louder with Crowder. 70 grand. Uh, Charles C.W. Cook and Kevin Williamson's podcast, which I shit you not, is called Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Ooh, no one has ever okay, heard No one that. has ever listened to this show. They got a $160,000 PPP loan for free. Just Remember ne- that? That's, that's, that is supposed to be for salary support, right? Yeah. Because, oh, these businesses can't pay their employees. And, and instead of just paying the employees, no, we had to give it through the, the, the shoot of the fucking small business tyrants, including those like these assholes who don't have fucking employees. And if they do, they can still pay them because you can still make a goddamn podcast during a fucking pandemic. No, what that podcast, what revenue has it ever? I've never heard of it. I, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. One more Prager university got 700,000. It's a YouTube page. Yeah, seven hundred thousand dollars from in in PPP loans. It's not a coffee shop where people can't go in anymore. It's not a bar. It's just a fucking thing you can upload from anywhere. And like, not only that, three-year-old man on a soundstage (laughs) saying Democrats are the real anti-Semites. But like, like again, back back to the mother she wrote thing. Like again, this is partly just out of my own laziness and ignorance. I don't like filling out forms, but I just like I never like. I was like, well, we don't need the money. And I assume the PPP loans were for businesses affected by COVID right. and the yeah, lockdown, I which is like assume that. a podcast or a YouTube channel is like the only business that is not only not adversely affected by COVID, but in fact, greatly benefited by yeah. COVID. I mean, we joked about it when the program started, like, oh, haha! imagine if we did that. People would be so mad at us. It would be so funny if we did that. But no, literally everyone else had the same thought and then decided, let's and do they, it. They YOLO. They did it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, hats off to them for yeah. just getting that bag. That I mean, set. like, yeah. I mean, they, they, have, they, have, they have money mindset that I'm severely lacking. Yeah. But I just want to highlight one random comment. Like, this is, this is random nut picking, but I think this comment does very, very, I mean, with great clarity encapsulates the mentality where 
if like, you know, about why it's not hypocritical to get $70,000 in free money to cover your non-existent payroll on your shitty podcast that no one listens to. This is uh, someone defending louder with Crowder. He says, uh, it's easy. Like, the way out of this trap is easy. One was a government-given loan because of COVID causing uh, the shutdown and slowdown businesses and like the promise that most would be forgiven. One was a personal choice to better yourself. Both being loans doesn't make them the same. They're fundamentally different. And this is exactly what's going on here. Right? I think like most of the uh, like right-wing anger at the idea that college students are going to get $10,000 in debt written off is that like one is a loan to college students, morally bad, Democrats. The other is a loan that is, again, not even a loan, just free money given to free money business to owners. Business owners, creators, they're the, they're the fucking... Uh Promethean figures of the modern economy. They deserve money all the time from everyone. And like, look, I, I understand that the, the, the mind rebels a little bit if you if you if you if you put things in terms of we're we're writing off the debt for people who took, you know, uh, I majored in Ojibwe sayings at the, the new school. But the thing is, that person, whatever education they received or whatever they're gonna go go on and do in life is a billion times more socially beneficial than Dennis Prager's yes. YouTube channel. Yes. Or, or Ben Shapiro's fucking radio show. Or most, or any of honestly, these, yeah. most real small businesses. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are they contributing? Right. Most real small businesses are restaurants that will never make money. Yeah. And like just end up not paying their employees for less than months. And are, they, are business. places to get like some guy's annoying wife out of the house. I, and it's also like, okay, if you're going to do this where it's like business owners versus college students, the implication being college students are annoying, uh, fat, blah, blah, blah. I have some news for you. You're not quite a business owner. You're something worse. You're in entertainment. Yeah. You are a media professional. Yeah. You're a media, no, these media guys professional. Are entertainers. Just yeah. like us. Yes. Just like you us. Are not, you are not the, the, the small business Prometheuses. Yeah. Uh, You're barnacles. Yeah. Go, go start a, a rubber plant. How is that going to go? There's another subsection of student, uh, student debt relief um, anger that I'd like to highlight. And that is a, 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 like a, a small but visible tranche of people who went to D.C. after college to become comm staffers for um, right-wing think tanks and politicians who are all now up in arms. Like, yeah, this is from, uh, I, I, this is something I highlighted yesterday from the, the Texas GOP's official social media account. Let's chat about student loan cancellation. Your friendly behind-the-keyboard comms guy worked his tail off for five years as a struggling political staffer in D.C. Pause. A struggling political staffer in D.C. Yeah. Judging by the fact that you are the comms guy for the Texas GOP now, you should be a slave. Um, uh, to, uh, to pay down his student loans. More than once making less than 20K a year. My life was the broke college kid stereotype. I split a two-bed, two one-bath, 800-square-foot apartment with three other guys and ate nothing but tot ramen and mac and cheese. My idea of a wild Friday night was splurging on a $5 footlong from Subway. I couldn't even afford the combo. If it wasn't for the friendly staff at the Papa John's next door who hooked me up with extra pizzas, I would have gone hungry more than once. So to take, was shamelessly accepting charity from Papa John. Yeah. yeah. Really, really disgraceful. And like, really, Papa John kept this guy alive so he could, like, in the future, help kill as many pregnant women as possible. Yeah. So he could just murder every woman with an ectopic pregnancy. In his and then here he says, my peers would go party, attend happy hour, buy new clothes and cars eat at restaurants, etc. Meanwhile, I counted every penny to my name and put any extra cent I had to the, into those student loans to get them paid off. So here's the thing. Many people are saying that this person is full of shit, and they probably are. We have no idea who it is. They could just be making up a fantasy story. 
that they know exists that justifies this, the system that they support. But let's assume it's true. If it is true, and I, you know, I'll believe there are probably a few freaks like that in the, in the politosphere, uh, they did that as part of a weird ritual to like, of, of like attaining power. Like these are, this is a person who is like self-consciously seeking power in the political system, which means that they are a demon. They're a demonic entity who has like a sick relationship to domination and authority that he's carrying out through self-denial that will give him permission this in is later the, life this is to the Amer- be in the uh, child torture chamber. This is the American version of being sodomized at boarding school. Yes. In yes. Yeah. And it's like, good for you, boot dude. The rest of us are normal. We don't want that out of life, you freak. And I have to say, just in the practical sense, if you are a political comm staffer and you don't have a plan to, like, be a lobbyist later on, you know, like, you could have, theoretically, you know, you could have worked for Tom Tillis or whoever the fuck you work for. And then, you know, when you're 35, you go work for one of those lobbying firms. Or you, if you have your JD, you work for one of the white shoe law firms. You pay it off in a year. You just exactly you did this to si- simulate uh, being sodomized yeah. in your A forms or whatever. <laughs> uh, well, as long as you're talking about people who go through a ritual of deprivation, despite knowing that they have their parents always to lie back on, oh, to Christ. basically to oh, uh, my God. basically oh, God. so that Got they me can feel in they, some kind of way. <laughs> they basically so that they can shit on other people and um, deny on um, helping anyone ever in their life. Let's talk about. Chapo All Star Megan McGriddle. Oh, okay, oh. she she's back. I mean, like, you know, you know, Megan was gonna. You know, she snapped on this one. I'm just gonna read an here from uh, McGriddle. As someone who paid, uh, so someone who paid off 100k of student debt on a journalist salary. Never I, journalist. Never <laughs> did journalism one time. I have a different reason for opposing forgiveness for others in similar situation. It just wasn't bad enough to government to justify government intervention. To be clear, it was not fun. I was ex- very extremely broke. I knew the price of ramen in every supermarket within 10 blocks very, of my house. Widely varies. We know it, that from place to place. I lived for she double, usually doesn't have the fucking a price on the back. I lived for double coupon day. Some months I walked miles to work, rain or shine, because mass, she's literally saying I walked 10 miles to yeah, work at the yeah, New Republic yeah, yeah. in the snow because I couldn't afford a fucking bus pass. Um, mass transit just wasn't in the budget for that month. My clothes got pretty shabby. I mean, I've seen Megan she recently. Looks like yeah. I, she, she, what's the glow up here? She's still wearing that shit. She looks like she was. We saw her. We saw in New Iowa. Hampshire. Yeah, no, it was in New Hampshire. It was in New Hampshire. Okay, it was, was at the Bonnie Vare concert. Yes, was she just? She looked like dog shit. She had like this sweater on and jeans. Uh, it was it was all ratty looking. I mean, maybe she's like so traumatized by her like one year of being living in poverty that she's like still pinching pennies on clothing. Well, again, if this not, is, she was not stunting, though. If she was this not is stunting. true, this is just another ritualized performance because you didn't have to do any of that. I just love the thing, like, as someone who paid 100K, paid off 100K of my student debt, like, Matt, you're right. They were just like, just imagine her seersucker suit, piece of straw in her mouth, snapping suspenders. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I may be a, a, the, the simple scion of a corrupt New York City construction magnate with their hands deep in the pockets of the Koch, <laughs> Dinkins, and Giuliani administrations. <laughs> but I know one thing. Paying off your student loans is what made America great. <laughs> and she even admits in that thread that her parents paid for her undergrad. Yeah, no, someone says, uh, this is a Michael Sweeney, says, still trying to find a single person with this take who did not either, one, receive a PPP loan that was forgiven, or two, have parents pay their tra- uh, tuition. Megan chimes in and replies to say, my parents paid my college tuition, but I ate the 100K bill for business school. 
Yeah, I'm sure. For business, for, uh, first of all, great use of that business degree, being a fucking human barnacle. If you go to business school and you end up being an article purveyor, you should go to some, something worse than debtor's prison. How about wasting everyone's time prison? <laughs> but like, what kind of fake bullshit, uh, like, handshake deal did she have with her dad where it's like, it, 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 it's never, oh, I'm going to have to pay this off. It's never a question. It's, you're never going to have to worry. It's always guaranteed. And then, yes, she lived with her parents after uh, graduation. So she's just living rent-free there. I like and then the, gets a job from her dad. I mean, this is, this is speculation here, but she's like, yeah, like, I deal with my parents. They paid for all of my college education at a, a private university. Um, but I ate the 100K to go to University of Chicago Business School. I, it's very easy for me to imagine her dad saying, look, Megan, uh, we'd pay for business school, and you know it's it's going to come back to you eventually. But right now, the IRS and the state attorney general is looking a little, little too closely <laughs> at my returns and bank accounts here. So let's just pretend now that that you, you know you have to take on a student loan to go to business school. Yeah, I yeah, just had a fight with laundering. Carl Palladino. <laughs> I, yeah. This is unrelated to the matter at hand, but like Megan McArdle always looked to me like she had um, twice as much spit in her mouth as a normal person. You know what I mean? Just like. I, her teeth are always just seem like they're they're coated, there's like, like a, an alien. Like an alien, they're a po- yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's this special tax loophole that is only really useful if you make a ton of money. Shockingly, that allows you to store uh, an insane amount of tax free cash for the education of your children. M- Mitt Romney has like uh, like hundreds of millions of dollars in that for his kids. Well, he's got a lot of kids. He does. Yeah, and any. Anybody who's rich enough to have what to be able to ex- access that kind of uh, account, if their kids are are taking out student loans, that's essentially money laundering. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is not anybody uh, like sh- taking shouldering the accountability of adulthood and you know going out there and trying to make it. There's no risk involved here. Um, yeah, like uh, so, I think we've covered most of the um, most of the student loan issue once yeah. again. Um, just absolutely kicking myself for not getting fucking all that free money from the government. Owned, owned, owned. And honestly, me also paying off my student loan already. Yeah. Feeling really stupid right now. Oh, wait. What, one more group of people who are upset about this. Um, uh, troops. Always. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you got you got the education and the car. Yeah. You know, they gave you that whole, they're not going to make challengers anymore after next year. You're right. You got it. You got in. Oh, and actually, someone uh, someone did uh, just say the quiet part loud today, where they were like, "Are uh, you a, a congressman?" A congressman yeah. said that um, uh, debt relief is a huge problem, and like it's like it's one of the strongest sources of military recruitment is debt, and that like this is very dangerous at a time where recruitment is at an all time low. Well, okay, that's the genius of the program. The people who are left out of the relief, the people who went eighty thousand dollars into debt to go to Oberlin. They're the new military. <laughs> the woke military. Yeah, yeah. Brandon's woke military. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. The prophecy is coming true. Oh, my God. And he's going to, that's his free officer movement. <laughs> yes. He's so smart. Oh, wow. my God. He's going to create the next generation of, like, carnation revolution, like, non-binary colonels. He bought the loyalty of one group of people and then changes the entire composition of the military. It's all going to be people who, you know, list their disabilities at their drone cubicle. (laughs) Reading books is a very cheap way to, I guess, entertain. I wouldn't call it entertainment because my brain is far too advanced. I'm too smart to read. I know you're sitting there and go, smart people read. No, I need action. 
I need constant chaos in my life to feel content. I need to be driving a supercar and fucking fighting, fucking a bunch of hoes and champagne and going crazy. I can't just sit there, oh, oh, and the pirate on the boat, like, just for for people with slow brains. All right. Well, uh, uh, last issue of uh, the show, but I guess like other than other than debt relief, like, uh, this is the the big story of the week. Manosphere guru Andrew Tate is getting uh, deplatformed from his various uh, you know Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. He's he's been unpersoned. He's been unpersoned. I, I don't really know why. I don't know but I'm why either. It's honestly, because of all the human trafficking, the human sex trafficking. I, it, I, it, honestly, it probably isn't that. No, it's not that. No, that's, no. that's the joke. Like that's the joke. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's, it's it's we've seen the same thing a billion times, right? That someone has like a fame ball. They they blow up because they speak without any subtext. They just directly say the thing that other people are implying, and so as a result they pick up faster than everyone else. The algorithms are designed to carry these people. All the companies make money off of it. And then enough people get mad at you. You have to look like a responsible semi-public utility. And you go, okay, we're done with that. And then, you know, the next one happens. And, you know, I guess, like, Andrew Tate, like, he's been one of my favorite Manosphere characters. I mean, like, I've, I've been receiving, you know, Path of the Alpha education from sure. our, our guru, our, our masculine yeah. guru, Weed Mubarak. Yes. And, you know, Andrew Tate and his war room have been like, you know, sort of a North Star he, in, in, in the lessons that he I've, speaks uh, in the, the grim truths that I've The grim imbibed. truths of the ancient proto wolves. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, like, like uh, Felix, you're, 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 the, you're the most masculine of, of the three of us. Thank I mean, you. like, for, for our listeners who are maybe suffering with masculinity deficiency, could you describe Andrew Tate for people who are, maybe are not familiar? I know he's a former MMA guy. Well, so Andrew Tate, um, he is a former kickboxer, but um, he never quite made it to the K1 glory level, the highest level of kickboxing or Dutch style kickboxing. He won a title in long pants kickboxing, if you know what that is. No, it's and not. Long it's kickboxing pants? while wearing long pants? Yeah, it has a different, more karate-like rule set. And then he won some like mid-tier like regular titles in more regular kickboxing. But anyway... Even about 10 years ago, I knew who Andrew Tate was because he was he was known for having a house full of women that he forced to model on cam. So he's always been doing this. You know, he's always been making money this way. Uh, but I was very surprised. He really picked up on Twitter in the last five years and especially, you know, in the last two months. Exploded out of nowhere because, yeah, I'd heard of him, but he was always a marginal Manosphere dude. And then two months ago, all of a sudden, he is on the level of, like, fucking Rogan. Like, how did that happen? Well, I do, like, people um, love to point out the clip where he talks about his dad being in the CIA as, like, somehow proof that they, like, pushed him to, like, divide America, I guess, as if you needed any help with that. But it's really just, you know, it's the same fame ball thing we've seen online a billion fucking times. It's just how algorithms work. It incentivizes a guy to be famous for three months, and then you never think about him ever again. Yeah, that's what, that, those are the little mini, uh, explosions that power the internal yeah. combustion engine if you want any proof that he has as, as little of a plan as anyone else um his his address right after he got kicked off tiktok and instagram and everything he immediately goes into i actually love women <laughs> i know and he, that and, shows yeah. he's, he's like everyone he's like everyone every single other one of these guys like everyone in media just no plan no plan. You caught me. Flailing. Flailing, drowning, um, doggy paddling. Uh, my, other, my other favorite thing about Andrew Tate and his war room is that he has sort of like a, a house wizard. That is the best thing. No one ever talks about the wizard, and he's my favorite aspect of all of it. Uh, we should explain what the war room is. Yeah, the war room is his sort of, um, it's his council of uh, dark alphas, and it's basically like a pyramid scheme. Well, like if you give them money, 
and uh, promote their content. Like you, you have a they chance. They will tell you how to be alpha. And like, uh, they, they, like, and like the highest level, you will be invited into the Tate sex trafficking house where you will uh, spar with men, uh, do G shit in Romania. I mean, that's the other thing about this. Like living the lifestyle of a top G and like a number one baller pimp. If you're doing it in Romania, that's kind of like the minor leagues. I know. He's basically admitting like, I can't handle the rents in the first world. Okay, so he did say that he went to Romania because it's easier to bribe police if someone I mean, me too is here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. It's wild that that's... It's just this seems like another level. Like these guys before, it's like they might have bad opinions, but they're just losers, like Stefan Molyneux or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like this guy's got he's got ladies in a basement for Christ's sake. Yeah. And he he does drive several Bugattis. And here, okay, look, this is what I'll say about Andrew Tate. Fuck. My my opinion, like like all these things, I don't really give a shit whether he's censored or not. I don't care if his videos are on Twitter. Prison. Well, yeah. Right. That's the (laughs) important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I don't think his punishment should be losing his YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not the important thing here. I think all prisoners should have YouTube channels. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Here, here's what I will say. Not so much in defense of Andrew Tate, but I'm just saying, like, holistically, here, the one thing he has, as opposed to 95 percent of the other masculinity manosphere gurus that I see on Twitter and social media is that he uses his real name and very prolifically advertises uh, his lifestyle um, to, to the people seeking his, his, yeah, count, his like wise counsel. Pictures of him in like an unfinished basement yeah, like, looking you know, at a TV with 15 yeah, women. Like he's, you know, he's, he dri- all of them on their phones. He drives phones. a Bugatti. He's got the fucking, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, I don't know, Breitling or I don't know. What's a good, what's a good watch? Breitling's a great right, watch. Breitling's a good watch. He's got the Breitling, uh, yeah. Breitling watch. You know, he's got the, the Bugattis, got the girls. And he, yo, he, he turned out Jordan Peterson's daughter. Yeah, that's that, wild. That's on video. That's true. Right? That's true. I mean, he does. He is, without a doubt, an incredibly rich man. Um, to, we should state to get into the war room, you have to pass Hustlers University, which yes, it's like my, Trump yeah, University. Yeah. Well, to my knowledge, that's out of the Biden debt relief. <laughs> People who attended Hustlers University, but you have to. You basically, it's like Scientology. You have to pay a certain amount of money to make it to OT level top G. But. Um, he does, in addition to make, he makes a shitload of money off Hustlers University because there's all these desperate young men. Ah, so sad, man. He makes, he makes a lot of, he has casinos. Those, unfortunately, coincided with COVID and he could not bribe his way out of that one. Yeah. Uh, but he does, he is a very, assuredly, an incredibly rich man. If you are completely amoral and you go to Romania, you know, hopefully you should, you know, you should be able to accumulate like $35 million in two years. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Because that like, that's the, the grim secret truth of all of this stuff is that if you want that life, if you want to succeed in the current milieu, you have to be a sociopath. Right. Like, that's the secret is, yeah, you just, your, your market, uh, uh, uh value or your, uh, advantage in the comp- competitive world of the doggy dog is not caring about anything else. Right. But uh, to my original point is that he at least, uh, puts his money where his mouth is as providing evidence yeah. of like I am leading the lifestyle that the um the sort of the the, the wretched um the wretched uh, the struggling young men who want to be top G that you can aspire to something that is in a certain sense real but real in the sense that like yeah like anyone who actually like right. um no sphere gurus that I see they are all anonymous they never like like all the masculine millennial Rivalina I've never seen a photo of any of these guys I've never seen a single shred of evidence that these guys have any, even one bitch in their life. <laughs> Ivan Throne. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 
He's Ivan out Thron- there. Ivan Throne. We've seen pictures of a woman washing Ivan Throne's back. Yes. Yeah, but like the other pictures of Ivan Throne is just like, oh, and he's just with his, like, he, it's just him and his coterie his of like equally pack. weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pack. <laughs> that picture of him at like yeah. the, the, the summit where you had to pay to hang out with him. It was in like the Trump International Hotel lobby and they're all smoking cigars. Just the most mutant looking motherfuckers not, on earth. That is not the lifestyle of no. the top G. No, oh. he's yeah, no, I would not call you him the hang top out G. With, you want to hang out with the most irregular looking men in DC? That's, yeah. that's balling. You would, okay. I will say, Andrew Tate, his highest level circle as a wizard. It has his brother who's <laughs> also a kickboxer. It's the normalish looking guys. Yeah. Ivan Thrones in her. The circle. wizard is not normal looking. Okay. He just has a big beard and he looks he, like Rasputin. Well, okay. He, yeah, doesn't, he, he, doesn't, have, okay. he doesn't have like a mucus disorder like the guys who <laughs> hang out with fucking Ivan Throne. Yeah. yeah, like he's got like a certain dark charisma. Yeah. These guys are just a total lames. Ivan Throne is there's almost something charming about how like hokey yeah. he is. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like the kids club. If he tried to traffic somebody like oh, even God. even a girl like chewing a fresh piece of hay from Indiana, freshly 18, would be like, shut up. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, sorry. He wouldn't be able to swerve. No, bitches. Yeah, he would not. He can't traffic anyone. No. Well, I mean, it's like it's just unlike entertain, you know, um, the, the, the vast majority of, of, of manosphere gurus are just like anonymous accounts of these like incredibly horny guys just essentially whisk wish casting their perfect woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just sort of like uh, grading the attractiveness of like, these are the standards that an alpha should adhere to, you know, like uh, no, no, no tattoos. Cause I don't like that. Yeah. They don't like tattoos. Just like, they don't okay, like piercings. Yeah, some hot woman with tattoos or like a sleeve or whatever. You'd be like, no, turn that down. No, she's not good. Yeah, breeding. She's, yeah, she's not. Yeah, exactly. She can't, be, she can't make an army for you. One of Rivolino's big things is a woman can't wear vans. Yeah, yeah, he hates yeah. Vans. I don't get that. Sounds like it's at a specific woman. Like he's a specific yeah, no, woman it's, did it's it wrong. The guy thing of like women who post on Twitter. They're like, girl, like if 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 your boyfriend, um, like, and then it's just like a, a list of like very specific yeah. things that clearly one guy did to her, and she's like, men are trash because they, um, play Nintendo Switch and have crumbs on their stomach. Yeah. Now, if your boyfriend graduated Dartmouth in two thousand nine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Rivolino, it does seem like as though Rivolino had his heart broken at one point. I'm just saying, like, if you're advertising your expertise in sort of um, uh, sexual conquest and uh, money getting, I would I would need to see some evidence of your sexual conquest and the stacks that you're fucking uh, piling up before I start dedicating myself to uh, giving you money in service of making my life more like yours. So here's the thing, though. I don't get why if... I understood these grim truths. I would want anyone else to know them. I would want to hoard the grim truths. I wouldn't even want to pay. Even getting paid for them is bad because you're giving people now the ability to compete with you. Right. That has been the fundamental problem of Andrew Tate is trying to explain that. And his his solution that is to say, I'm Morpheus. I'm breaking you out of the matrix. But why? Because well, his explanation he's given is like, it's been boring that only me, my brother, and our magician are the only people that know the truth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that we're the only three real people in the world, so we have to create more real oh humans. Oh, my God, that's, that's amazing. That's oh, great, course. right? No, he's, he's, he's charitable. I mean, no, he's, he has a sense of social responsibility. It's like, look, it is to my benefit to make more people because I'm bored. Yeah, that is... That's that is genius. the best wow. solution Very I've done. ever heard. Very well done. He would have been Joseph Smith in another life. Honestly, yes. He might be. He might be the oh, reincarnation God. of the man himself. Yeah. yeah. The man for the moment. God. Well, I mean, 
I wonder who the next one will be. Yeah. There's always going to be a next one. There's always going to be a guy who, like, you know, his trick, his way he hacks the media is no subtext. Yep. There'll be another one in six months. He's not going to have a wizard. We do know that. Yeah. We'll only have one who ever had a wizard. Andrew Tate will continue to make probably eight figures a year just mm-hmm. doing God knows fucking what Romania until he's, you know, I don't know. I guess a farmer kills him with a landmine from the Korean War era. Hey, I got an idea, guys. Andrew Tate, he's off the internet. I don't. I still don't know why. By the way, I don't know what he said. Um, I don't care really. Did they say misogyny? misogyny. Yeah, 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 misogyny. Okay, that's very funny. They're just like your whole vibe. Fuck vibes. (laughs) We can't even say a specific thing. It's fuck vibes. It is. But so he's still over there. He's he doesn't have a media uh, empire anymore. That wizard is just sitting over there. What if we put in a bid to get the wizard to be our like guy? We've never had a wizard. We've never had a wizard. We've made it we've so imagined, far. Oh my god! No, P- what no we PPP loans. No wizards. It's weird. Weird. I mean, we have love and happiness in our lives. But we're, I mean, we're what the fucking fuck is that this up. We are fucking this up. And if we get the wizard in here, I think we're going to finally reach our potential. We have done so much without a wizard. It's amazing. Think about what we could accomplish with one. Imagine what we could do with a wizard. We got to put a call in. He's got to be bored. None of these fucking Hollywood people have wizards. It's amazing. Like like the last one who had one was Madonna. She had the Kabbalah guy and they made him fire. They made her fire him because he was too strong. Yeah, he's too powerful. They were too scared of him. But we're going to get a guy who's outside the wizards. The regular wizard system they use in California is Kabbalah. Yeah. But we're going to find a more traditional European style. Yeah, we're going to... And I think that'll be a, another value add because they're not going to see it coming. They're not going to know how to handle this new uh, energy coming in. Right. He's not on their mage registry. Exactly. So he's got different runes. Yeah. he's. It's like having a ghost gun, but for magic. Yes. <laughs> Never let him see your next move. No. Nope. Oh, God. This will be great. Well, uh, if, uh, if, if you know Andrew Tate's wizard, um, please put him in touch with us. Yes, uh, Traphouse at gmail.com. Okay. Oh, and, and also, what? before we leave for yes. today's show, we have important plugs to do. Yes. These are top G. If you want to look like a top G, you need to do and buy these things. New Chapo merch drop. I forgot to plug this on the last episode. I was disciplined severely. But people are always asking us, when is the, Zip- when is the Zapata oil hat? It's going to be back in stock. Folks, they're in stock now. ChapoTraphouse.com. So ChapoTraphouse.shop. Or go to ChapoTraphouse.com and just click on the merch link. We've got Zapata oil, Zapata offshore hats, hoodies, T-shirts. Air America hats. Air America hats. We have hats. a whole new hat. We've got we got we got hoodies. We have our anti ADHD fed windbreaker jacket. Perfect some, for the some, late summer. We have uh, Carousel Club t shirts and hoodies. Beautiful. We've got a couple. We got a couple great new designs. Uh, dipping into the Chapo lore. Um, anti ADHD test where people are asking what's what's the Chapo lore there. It's like okay, we haven't mentioned it specifically, but that's our job. Yeah, yeah, we're taking care of those people. And yeah. I'm kind of like a blade figure because I take my vans. Yeah, <laughs> but I take them so I can take out as many of those people as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, new Chapo merch drop. Uh, these are all uh, union made. And like again, people are asking like, oh, like you know, why don't you have? Uh, fifty thousand hats available at, at any given moment? Well, look, it's because supply we care. chains because we care. We care supply chains. Do you know? I mean, okay, PPP loan wizard. Do you know how much fucking money we would have made off of hats if oh we God. just oh like God, everyone yeah. else are like, 
Uh, yeah, let's make it in a country that hasn't had a government in five years. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else does it. We don't. We're too. We're too. We're too so, moral. And we fact, made it this that, far. That means you're morally obligated to buy them. Yes. It's true. Yes. Do you want us like, to support thing? You want us to support sweatshop uh, labor? Well, you keep asking us for the hats. Yeah. We got you, you in our to. clever yeah. trap. Yeah. yeah. If you guys don't, if you guys don't sell out this entire line, we will make a pro-human trafficking shirt made in Singapore. We will get the guys, we'll hire a factory run by the guys from the killing field, from that movie. <laughs> We're going all over Southeast Asia. We're doing a tour of a race to the bottom in wages. <laughs> Matty Iglesias is our guru. He's our, yeah. he's our, he's our wage guru. Uh, he's our <laughs> yeah. wage wizard. Yeah, that's a, well, it's going to suck when we have to hire him as a mage because we can't get Andrew Tate's guy. Oh, man. Oh, it's like yeah. such a, that will just be the, just such a letdown. The so, man's yeah. head is its own palantir. <laughs> Chapo Trap House dot shop. And if you've uh, perused our items there, then maybe you'd like to go to chapotraphouse.com slash live and buy tickets for our upcoming tour in October. Once again, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Our we first time ever in Florida. Yeah. Yes, we're very excited about it. It's going to be a Halloween show. Uh, we might be in costume. Who knows? But there'll be special guests at all of these venues, we should add. Music, yes, uh, stand-up. Uh, going to be large, uh, awesome shows. They're going to be great. The biggest we've ever done. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, these are the biggest venues we've ever played. So, yeah, uh, come gonna... see it. You know, it'll be sort of like our Altamont. Yes, yes. exactly. Hopefully we have a whole string of them. A month yeah. of Altamonts. Yes. <laughs> All right, gang. Till next time. Bye-bye. 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 Mm -hmm.